to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. All right. Hey there. We are the Great Lift, the Great Lift Sisters. <laughs> yeah, baby. We're great. <laughs> Um, that is because we are the Faith Live Sisters, but the part of the Bible that we are reading today, the subtitle is The Greatness of Mechizeldeck. So, this is very in my head because Terry usually reads for us, and she is taking a little break this week, saving her voice, even though I repeatedly put her on the spot to ask her questions, um... So Which I couldn't answer. We're expecting no. opera at the end of this, Terry. Yes. <laughs> Terry is she is gonna be like miraculously healed one way or another because she's gonna be like, these people have got to stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna read Hebrews 7 today, um, verses one through ten. And I am going to read, and the name McKizeldeck comes up like 47 times. So I just apologize ahead of time. So here we go. Okay. This Mechizeldek was king of Salem and priest of God most high. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, the name Mechizeldek means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem means king of peace. Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of day or end of life, Resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires descendants of Levi, who become priests to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their fellow Israelites, even though they are also descended from Abraham. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had, who had the promises. And without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. In the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die, but in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. One might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham, because when Mechizeldek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot of words, folks. That's a lot. And you did very well, Cynthia. Yeah. Terry, I appreciate you more every single time. Same here. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure. Yes, it is. Okay. So this is something that we were talking about. So we're in uh, chapter five, and we talk about Jesus being the high priest and the order of Mechizeldek, and we talk a little bit about that. And then all of a sudden, there's nothing about Mechizeldek, and then now we're in chapter seven and he's back Mm -hmm. so the last verse of chapter six but then he pops into chapter seven so what's the deal where did he go why did we stop talking about him what what do we know yeah i was noticing that and it really i just became very curious like why didn't he just keep talking about melchizedek why did he stop and so going back he stopped at 510 was the last mention Mm-hmm. And then at 5.11, he picks it back up and starts out again. Let me get back there. 
we have much to say about this, but it's hard to explain because you're slow to learn. You're idiots. <laughs> you know, I'm That's like a biblical term for it, idiot. Yes, yes. <laughs> and like whoever's writing this is saying, like, we'd really like you to tell us, but you're really kind of intentionally being stupid. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. It's almost like a teacher trying to get their class back and saying, hey, hey, pay attention here. This is why this is super important. Um, you're falling away. There's things that are happening. You guys have problems. And this is why it's so important. Mm-hmm. That, it almost feels to me like that. Mm-hmm. Like a teacher with a class trying to bring someone back. Yeah, I kind of um, took it as like a, okay, first, before we even can talk about McKissel Deck, we have to go back to basics. Okay. So it's almost like, okay, we're get, there's this algebra problem. And I'm going to explain this problem, this algebra problem to you. And then you look at your students and you're like, you don't even understand simple math. Let's go back to these basics so that we can get this foundational understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're good. Now we're going to come back and talk about this algebra stuff. Okay, that's helpful because yeah. it's math. Okay, I completely <laughs> understand that now. No. <laughs> well, you're the only one no. who's a math brain here then. Yes. No, there's no anybody who knows me as I'm not. Um, and, and they was just like joking around, like, but I think math does provide that you have to have building blocks. You have to understand these basic, basic, basic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes more sense. Like they were in like higher math in algebra. Don't yeah. forget he's, um, <clears throat> from the beginning, the whole purpose of the book of Hebrews is to remind them not to fall back into Judaism and to move forward <clears throat> with Christianity and with um, Jesus being the high priest and the and the forever priest, but yeah, Gavin, like, all right, well, here's a reminder of this. Same thing. Now let's get back to what you said. Let's get back to Melchizedek, who is being is <clears throat> Christ is superior to him, and look at what who he was. Mm-hmm. He was really a, a great guy, but still not par, not on par with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe it's like, oh, here I'm coming to tell you this really great story. Okay, back up. What's the point? Let's go back, lay that foundation again. Jesus is even greater than him. Very helpful, you guys. That confused me. Had a big old question mark there. Well, and really, I think that's ex- I think you hit it on the head there, Rosemary, because it says here um, back we're back in chapter seven. It says, uh, "Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder." Now, the law mm-hmm. requires the lesser to give to the greater. So mm-hmm. even Abraham saw him as like the greatest of the high priests. But even he wasn't good enough for Jesus or as good as Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of crazy that we don't have any more information about him if he was such a great guy, such a great king and such a great high priest. Mm -hmm. There's just so little about him because he isn't the true star here. Well, it's like Enoch. A comparison. We know Enoch walked with God and then he was no more. (laughs) Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are just a couple of characters in the Bible, like Melchizedek and Enoch, where we just don't 
you know, we just get yeah. just a peak. Yeah. And then they're gone. Yeah. Can you imagine that being your story? Like he was with God and then he was no more. Yeah. <laughs> she was born and then she was no more. No more. Like, that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do, I do think you're right in that um, there, nobody compares to Jesus. So yeah, we've got a lot of information about a lot of people, but most of this information is about the naughty ones. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it really right. is. Right. It's not about the good ones. The good ones are with God. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think that's for us too, because out of all the characters in the Bible, we've got two that were kind of really special, no beginning, no end kind of thing. Um, and so for the most part, then we fall in here with all the naughty ones. Mm-hmm. It's, the, those, those people are few and far between. And the rest of us are going to have some struggles and some challenges. Um, and so when I read through the word, I, I see that, first of all, that's okay. It doesn't mean God loves me less because I have those struggles and those challenges because I'm not perfect. Um, maybe I'm jealous or I'm impatient or whatever I am. Um, God hasn't given up on me because mm-hmm. he's shown me how he's worked with all these other people through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me confidence that he's going to work with me too. And he's given his word. He's given me his word. Yeah. We are back to that oath. That, yeah. 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 That unchanging, <clears throat> unchangeable. And his word is established forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We spend. But I do. Oh, go ahead. I wish we knew more. I wish we knew more about Melchizedek. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we spend this whole entire these whole entire verses here just talking about really how great McKizzledeck is, but not gaining any knowledge. It it just is really here to give some context for um, how great Jesus was. And um, maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I mentioned that in my Bible, there's a table that says like so-and-so is greater than, or Jesus is greater than so-and-so. Jesus is greater than this. Jesus is greater than that. Jesus is greater than all, you know, all of these things. Um, And this is one of the things that it mentioned was like, Jesus is greater than McKizeldeck. Jesus is greater than the line of McKizeldeck. So we learn that via he's greater than Abraham. Therefore he is greater than McKizeldeck or the other way around greater than McKizeldeck, therefore he is greater than Abraham. Yeah, it's, it's, that's interesting. The author of Hebrews is stacking him and putting him in order of importance. Mm-hmm. And so as important as we say that Abraham is, Abraham was blessed by Melchizedek. So that puts Melchizedek above Abraham, mm-hmm. right? And then this author is also saying, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus is, in the order is the high priest in the order of Melchizedek, but he's greater than Melchizedek, right? And so then again, he's putting that order in. I think that's a really important thing in the Bible as we look at that. That's the whole book of Hebrews. Terry, thank you for giving me that meta view. You know, the angels are amazing, 
Jesus is better. Moses was astonishing. Jesus is better. Look at Melchizedek. Isn't this a cool story? Jesus is better. And how important it is to know that and to really be able to see that. And let's think about the cultural context of that too. Because right. we're saying like better than Abraham. Well, Abraham was the guy yeah. in the Jewish culture. Jewish culture. He's the father of the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moses was face to face with God. And Jesus is better. Mm-hmm. So how did, do we, did we go through how Melchizedek and Abraham found each other or what was going on at the time? I don't, I don't know if we've talked about that really. I don't think we've talked about that. Abraham had engaged in war, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Israelites had, and, and won the war, but it was a bloody battle with five other kings. And um, you was on the way back home. Yeah, he had the, rescued Lot and a lot of the things through that war. His okay. nephew. I, Go okay. ahead, I'm sorry. That's all right. But on his way home, he met him on the road. <laughs> you know, um, Melchizedek was what? Out walking around? No, probably waiting for them to come. And he he took out bread and wine to, to him um, to sustain him, you know, a little sustenance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Abraham just recognized, I think, his greatness or I don't know, maybe they had met before. It doesn't say. But I don't think so somehow. I think it was just a God appointment. Mm -hmm. And then Abraham gave him 10% of all the spoils. Of all the spoils. And then Melchizedek blessed him. So how... Melchizedek may have blessed him first and then Abraham gave... Oh, did he? Okay. I think so. But I love, too, that it says Melchizedek met him as he was returning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of reminded me of the prodigal son, how the father's watching for the return of the son, and he sees him, and he goes running out to meet him. Um, A picture of God, right? Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't know <clears throat> what is right, but I think when we're talking about how God stacks things and puts things in order, I don't know if it really matters, but um, Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Mm-hmm. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. Yeah. So it seems like the blessing did come first, first and right. then Abraham reciprocated with the um, offering, the yeah. tithe, whatever. I think that's right. <clears throat> so we've kind of talked around this, but I don't know that we have specifically said, like, McKizeldeck serves in many ways as a foreshadow to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, we've talked a little bit about that, but what are some really specific ways that he does that? Like when you were just talking about um, how he, you know, he met Abraham on the road and he was just there and he was there after this horrible, bloody mess. Um, it made me think of um, Saul 
who was this horrible, horrible mess of a human who meets Jesus on the road mm-hmm. and then is blessed and goes out to do work for him. Mm. Yeah. Rosemary's like, hmm. Hmm. So like, I I haven't ever drawn that comparison before, but I like that, Suzanne. mm -hmm. That's very appropriate. Like there, are there any other ways that you see that McKizeldeck was a foreshadowing of Jesus? Like real specifically? Well, I think the, the the biggest one is probably that he's high priest and king. And there's no one else um, in the history of the Bible who is both priest and king until Jesus comes. And he is the king of kings, and he is our high priest. So he occupies both offices. Um, both appointed like, by God, not chosen by man or by birth that was the other thing Mm -hmm. neither of them were chosen to be high priests by their birth because they weren't in the line neither were in the line of levi yeah i think the other thing too is the fact that there's no beginning whereas jesus has jesus on earth had a beginning but jesus as the trinity part of the Trinity, right. had no beginning. Right. And, and there no is, end. that's it. There's no end. Yeah. Right. So there's an, there's a, a good parallel there also. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else that we can pull out about McKizeldeck here? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of, of verses dedicated to this. Um, but we still, we just don't have that much information about McKizeldeck. Mm-hmm. covered all of our bases here. Yep. So like, I'm just going to, ch- there was an FYI box and this is where I've been thinking I'm kind of off topic, but of course in the same study, <laughs> one part by R. Kent Hughes, Melchizedek foreshadowed the character of Christ, his kingship, his priesthood, his righteousness and his peace. And then you back up to another FYI from Stephen Cole. It says in Hebrew, Melchi means king and Zedek means righteousness. Salem is related to shalom, which means peace. The order is significant. The righteous one comes before peace. A king cannot have true peace in his kingdom unless both he and his kingdom are righteous. Sin brings discord and strife. Righteousness is the foundation for peace. We could not have had peace. We cannot have peace in our lives. We can't have that rest of God that they talked about unless we have the righteousness of Christ first. And that that Melchizedek, the story of that, shows us what that looks like, shows us the correct order, shows that that we need this to come in. We need his righteousness. Melchizedek had the righteousness of God, right? And we need that so that we can have the peace of God. Anyway, that's where my brain was going through this morning. <laughs> that's why I was like, oh. <laughs> no, I love it. And that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but just how much we need that. Mm-hmm. and how important that is. And then we can look at the story. We can go, oh, wow, that's cool, which we do. But there's other little detailed parts with that when you're talking about that, Suzanne, and just bringing up what's important about this. You know, what do we need to know? I love when that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great way to finish this. Um, Rosemary, do you want to pray some of your insight for us? 
Yeah, we'll see if we can <laughs> bring it all in here. <laughs> God, you are so good, Lord. You are um, our righteous God. And we um, we just praise you and we just thank you for your word, Lord. We just thank you for this opportunity to engage your word. God, we ask that this continues to go throughout our day, God. And we just, um, that it even becomes a praise, Lord, that um, you bring people into the Bible, you bring these stories, but they're all connected. They're all for your purpose, Lord. And let us bless other people in the way that you want us to bless us, God. Um, let us bring your blessing. Um, we offer that to you, God. We offer up what we can do to serve other people, Lord, how we can lift each other up, God, so that we can help bring your righteousness and your peace through Christ into this world. Lord, you are so good. We just ask that this word, the story of Melchizedek and how Abraham responded and how we need to respond to that. God, we just ask that you um, talk to us throughout the day about this, Lord. That you just bring fun parts to mind or different pieces that you want us to know, Lord. Um, and we pray that we do see this fully in the context, God, of Jesus is greater than all. And we are so humbled by him. And just that we don't give 10%, God, that we give 110, Lord, that we give everything we have to him. We just praise you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>